And we're back. There's a dump on the ump. Season 4. Episode 15. Walking us on was Fashion Monster by Kiari Pamiyu Pamiyu. Thank you everybody for listening. Tuning in from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel Wright. And I'm Sam, broadcasting from Brooklyn, New York. And you are listening to Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast, but as you'll find out. So they say. We'll be talking about lots of things. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. You may be listening to us on many different media platforms. You may be listening to us on SoundCloud. You may be listening to us on iTunes. You may be listening to us through our blog, dumpontheump.wordpress.com. Find us on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Like us. Follow us. Send us insults. Review us. Give us one star, five stars. I don't care. Tell you. Love us. <laughs> we crave. We crave your uh, attention. That's all we, we are. Attention. We need recognition. <laughs> That's the only reason we do this. We do this all for the recognition of our adoring fans. All seventy-seven now. I think we're up to on Twitter. Watch out, Rihanna. We're coming. We're coming for you. She doesn't follow us yet. If you listened to last week's episode, Baseball is Back, the Rihanna episode, thank you very much. If you haven't, check it out. It's goddamn hilarious. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks to everyone who listened last week. You know, I got the regulars here. Chicago, Illinois. Centerville, Maryland. Providence, Rhode Island. Savoy, Illinois, Um, uh, Brooklyn, New York, Santa Clara, California, London, England, Uh, a new new person on our top ten, Elbow Lake, Minnesota. 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 Go Twins, I guess. Go Timberwolves. Um, Elbow Lake, though. How many... Lakes, do you think they're all named after body parts? I bet there are a lot. Uh, you think there are a lot? I bet so. I mean, there are the f- body parts, do you think? That's a good question, because you've got the finger lakes. Sure, the finger lakes. Right. Elbow lake. Elbow lake. Do you think there's... Long Dong Lake. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's in Wyoming. There is, there is a Long Dong Lake in Wyoming. Long Dong Lake, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Ball Lake. Don't fact don't fact check me on that. Okay, I won't. Nose Lake. <laughs> lake of eyeballs. <laughs> rib bone lake. Oh that I bet there is a rib bone lake. Yeah, probably. In yeah. like Mississippi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I bet haunted as shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like a head lake, probably. Yeah. Cranial Lake. <laughs> Earlobe Lake. Oh, yeah. Lake Ear E. Mmm. Mmm. Right? There you go. That's awesome. Um, so, walking us on was not the walk on music for Shohai Ot- uh, Otani, 
but it was the music that his angel's teammates trolled him with without him knowing it. They swapped out his regular walk-on music to uh, swap in fashion monster. I feel like, do you remember, um, what was that K-pop song that swept the charts like six years ago? Gangnam Style? Gangnam Style. I wonder if anybody walks on to Gangnam Style. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Probably not anymore. Right. It would be, it would be just to troll people, right? Don't you think so? I, I'm sorry, you cut out for a second. You gotta repeat uh, that. It would just be, you know, we talked uh, a few weeks ago about, you know, what music would you play just to psych out the pitcher? Because everybody right. seems to walk on to either some form of Western country rock or hip hop, gangster right. rap. Or, or there's a lot of Latin music too. Yeah. But uh, nobody's walking on to. I don't know, somebody's gotta be walking on to K pop. Somebody's gotta be walking on to, you know. I'm trying to think of, of someone. Peter, Paul, like and Mary. Madonna. Something like that. Madonna. Madonna. <laughs> Simon like and, Simon yeah. and Garfunkel. Uh, sound, yeah. of, <laughs> sound of Silence. <laughs> That's yeah, what I would want. <laughs> <laughs> um, you could just... What's that? Is it Beethoven that goes... Da-da-da-da. Da-da-da-da. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a lot of like creepy... Like Metal. opera music out there that yeah. would be really unnerving. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think there is untapped potential there. Yeah, yeah. Um. So hey, it's April. So baseball is back. The snow has melted. This time a week ago, there was snow on the ground in Central Illinois. Did you get to watch any? There's still snow on the ground in Vermont, apparently. Oh yeah, that doesn't surprise me that much though. I feel like Vermont has snow often through April, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Yep. And often May. And May. Uh, not often. Did you get to watch any baseball this weekend? Uh, no, there was a really good Red Sox-Yankees game yesterday, though. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's a, that was a whooping. Ooh, looks like the Yankees are getting you back right now, though. What's the score? 8-1, top of the fourth. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I bet they're pissed. What was the final score last night? Yeah, fourteen to one. Fourteen to one. That's crazy. And yeah. I feel like everybody for the Red Sox is hitting right now. But who's who's hitting the most? Was it a uh, is it Mookie? Last yesterday it was Mookie. Was oh. Mookie had five runs and four RBIs. He hit a grand slam. Scored five times. Uh, was four for four with the walk, uh, and that's only one other player has put up those numbers against the Yankees, and that was Ken Griffey Jr. back in '96. Wow, that's pretty yeah. Awesome. So it's uh, he's putting up some sort of he, he he put up some big numbers yesterday, and <clears throat> he's been having a really good year. He's leading the American League in batting average. Uh, it's only. Whatever. What is it? The 10th game of the season, maybe? Right, right. Uh, so it's still early, but he's having... <laughs> he's putting up some numbers, that's for sure. That's pretty I, That's pretty awesome. And the Red Sox pitchers are, too, correct? 
Well, apparently until today. Until today. Who's picked? Yeah. The Red Sox are having the best start in the history of the franchise. They're nine and one. They're starting rotation. No, they're team pitching ERA is less than two. Um, until today. This is before today. Um, and uh, yeah, they're kind of firing on all cylinders. They're hitting the ball. They're playing really good defense, pitching, uh, rotation, and bullpen has been lights out so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's all kind of really good. It's a long season, but it's you know it's always nice to start off strong. Yeah. Betts became just the seventh player in history to score five or more runs in a game versus the Yankees. He's the first Boston Red Sox ever to do it. The last person was Louis Castillo for the Mets in 08. Griffey did it in 96. First person to do it was Tris Speaker in 1919 for Cleveland. Tris Speaker, Tris? famous shortstop. Oh, I didn't Maybe. know that. I don't know. Maybe are, probably are you, not. Are you just, just making making things up? I'm going to suit. I thought he was a pitcher. He could so have been. 1919? Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. But probably not. I feel like... Kind of You think Triss is short for something? It is. Ooh. Like Can... Tristador? Close. M- a mattress? <laughs> short for Tristram. Like Tristram Shandy? Tristram? Yeah, T-R-I-S-T-R-A-M. Tristam. Yeah. It's not a name you're kicking around these days. No, not so much. Kind of an old school name. His nickname was the Gray Eagle. Played center field. Center field. Center Why field. Gray? Was he uh, old? I don't know. His career batting average is 345. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. Um, uh, when I was a kid, I had this friend. I suppose we're still friends. I don't talk to him anymore, but, you know, when we were kids, we were close. And he had this, I guess it was a board game, but it was like a baseball board game, and it was all the greats of history. Cool. And Chris Speaker was one of the people. That's how I know him. Yeah. He led the Red Sox to World Series championships in 1912 and 1915. He was traded to the Cleveland Indians when he refused to take a pay cut. He was a player manager for Cleveland and led them to their first World Series title. Damn. In 10 of his 11 seasons with Cleveland, he finished with a batting average greater than 350. Speaker resigned as Cleveland's manager in 1926 after he and Ty Cobb faced game-fixing allegations. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, the Ty Cobb. Um, during his managerial stint in Cleveland, Speaker introduced the platoon system in the major leagues. So that's pretty important. I'm trying to find out where he got his nickname from. The Gray Eagle. Yeah, that's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool nickname. I don't know if I feel like if your nickname is the Eagle, Gray is like the most boring. <laughs> Eagle nickname you could have, you know what I mean? Yeah, it it makes me think of a storm, though, you know, like lightning. I, I guess it wouldn't be yeah, that's true, but red eagle would be cooler. Golden eagle, black uh, eagle. black eagle, yeah. Right. 
Yeah. The Bloody Eagle. There's like so many better ones. Gray yeah. really softens the impact. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you put vanilla in front of something. It's the same deal. It's like, oh, here comes Joel, the Vanilla Eagle. <laughs> I think Vanilla Eagle is worse than Gray Eagle. It is. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, unless you're like a pastry chef, you know? <laughs> Ooh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> I was, right. Yeah. Any, any color that's also a flavor. I'm yeah. sorry? Any color that's also a flavor, caramel eagle, uh, yeah, cinnamon eagle, chocolate eagle, <laughs> the chocolate eagle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a good call. What about blue eagle? Is that better than gray eagle? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because that's like, I don't know, like maybe you're. That's like, something's fucking wrong with that eagle, you know? The bald eagle? Or what about the hairy eagle? <laughs> that sounds disgusting. That's a, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I would not want to be the hairy eagle. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? Speaker became the centerpiece of the Boston Red Sox million-dollar outfield sometimes called the Golden Outfield, with Duffy, Lewis, and Harry Hooper. Uh, Lewis in left field and Hooper in right field, Speaker patrolled center field, center field. It was here that Speaker acquired the title of the Gray Eagle, because some said he resembled an eagle swooping in on his prey when he went after the balls that were hit to center field. He was so adept on defense, other players and fans alike said his glove was where triples went to die. Huh. I think it was gray because the uniforms were gray. Right. I think that's why. Wow. That's probably it. As center fielder, Speaker accomplished six career unassisted double plays. What? How does that even work? <laughs> yeah, that's really... Well... When he, like, catches the ball and then runs into the infield and tags people? <laughs> yeah. That's what he would have to do, or... Uh, yeah, he played a generally shallow center field because he knew his own pitcher's tendencies and the capabilities of opposing hitters. He would get the second out at second base, so he would catch the ball and then run to second base. <laughs> How many of those did he do? Six. Six? Yeah. He must have been really shallow. <laughs> well, it was... Like, 1915. Right, it's a different age. <laughs> yeah. Nobody back then actually knew the rules of baseball. <laughs> like, you could just get in the pros. They'd be like, oh, hey, you. We're short a guy. Like, you're in right field, you know? Wow, this guy's amazing. Like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, other right field. That's left field. My right. My right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in 1912, Speaker won the AL MVP, leading the Red Sox to a World Series victory. Do you want to take a guess who they beat in 1912? The Yankees? No. No, NL. The Cardinals. No. Cardinals. No. You were close with the Yankees. Uh, the Mets? There were no Mets. The Phillies. 
No, the New York Giants. Oh, the Giants. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. During his MVP season, Speaker batted 383 with a 557 slugging percentage and stole 52 bases. Damn. Yeah. Speaker hit over 50 doubles. It took until 1998 for another player to have 50 doubles and 50 stolen bases in a single season. Craig. Uh, wait, do we guess who that was? Yeah, I, I already said his first name. Greg? Craig. Craig? Yeah. Craig Kimbrell? No. No. Craig Council? No. Craig. Who do you play for? When I say. Elijah Craig? No, when I say his name, you're going to be like, oh, but who the fuck did he play for? What's his name? Hold on, hold on. I'm going to give you another hint. Uh, 98, huh? 98, played mostly for the Astros. Second baseman. He played catcher. Oh, Craig Biggio. Yes, yes. Um, cool. Wow. So, hey, this is also a very informational podcast. And so now you know about Tris, the Gray Eagle uh, speaker. That's pretty Tris, cool. Tris, the, the Hairy Eagle. <laughs> hairy Eagle speaker, we called him. Yep. So, um, Sam... We're, re- we're rebranding him. Yeah, we're bringing it back. We're bringing it back, Tris speaker. We need... We need if, if, if Otani is the next coming of Babe Ruth, we need the next coming of Tris... Harry Eagle speaker. Yeah. Yeah. Um, totally. So, back to the present day for a second. Unless your team loses tonight, which eh, they might. It's only the fourth inning. It's looking like it. Yeah. You lost your season opener and then have won nine in a row. Correct. You've got a four and a half game lead over the Yankees. Yep. And I know the season is early, and I'm kind of actually, honestly, a little sick and tired of people on the internet telling me to, you know, oh, small sample size. Motherfucker, all we have right. is a small sample size. We have to talk about something. Right? Right. It's this, g- is, this is the media. Yeah. And these games count. And if I'm the Yankees, I mean, four and a half games back and only ten games played... Right. That's a meaningful gap right there. Uh, yep. Yeah. 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 No, it's true. Uh, I think that, um, you know, right now, at least the Red Sox are looking like the stronger team because I think that the Red so- uh, the Yankees are having trouble with their starting rotation and with their bullpen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know... They're going to hit a ton of, they're going to score a ton of runs and they're going to hit a bunch of home runs, but like, uh, and that'll make up for it. But I think that they're probably still thinking about making moves going through the season right now. Yeah, no, definitely. And they'll figure some, some stuff out, but I agree with you. Their pitching has some issues right now. Uh, the other issue, and we talked about this a little bit last week, is John Carlos Stanton can't stop striking out. He almost has struck out 
one out of every two at bats he's had this season. Yeah, that is amazing. Do you do you think there's something about because when A Rod went to the Yankees, he was bad for a long time also. Well, was he? I feel like he he didn't. Maybe I'm projecting here. I don't know. I feel like the New York fans didn't like him, and they stopped winning. Like they didn't win a World Series again for until 2009. He's he wow. In the six-game homestand in the Bronx last week, Stanton went three for 28, 107 uh-huh. with 16 strikeouts. He went hitless yep. twice, struck out five times twice. By the end of yep. both ball games, fans loudly booed him. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I think that, I mean, this is what I know, is that the media, the sports media, fucking loves the Yankees this year. Mm-hmm. They're like, they're like all over themselves to like love on Stanton, Sanchez, uh, what's Judge, his name? Judge. Gappy Tooth. Yeah. <laughs> um, Old Gappy Tooth. Old Gappy Tooth. Yeah. Um, and the, the messed up thing about Judge, and I just know this from watching a lot of those commercials, they need, they're trying to market him so hard. He's in yeah. the MLB The Show commercials. He's in the Sports Center commercials. They yeah. are pushing so hard for this guy to be a, a media star. Right. But but then the Yankees better start winning baseball games, you know? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, yeah, they can't stop talking about it. That's like the, the biggest, they're just, they love it. They just, that's all they want to talk about is the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see. They could be really good. It's true. Right. It's a long season. You know. But they're in a hole. They're they're in a hole. And even though the season is young, you would much rather be four and a half games up than four and a half games down. Yeah, of course. And I feel like I'm biased, but everyone has kind of written off the Red Sox already in the division. Everyone's like, the Yankees are going to win the division. The Yankees are going to win the division. Whereas the Red Sox won the division twice in a row. They won 93 games or 94 games last year, and they only have gotten better um, in all aspects of their game. They've improved. And so, like, that's to just write them off the way that they have been. Like, there's not a single person that's like, oh, yeah, the Yankees aren't going to win the division. The Red Sox are. Uh And to write them off so casually seems to me like – lazy sports reporting. You know right. what I mean? Right. And and they want because they want the Yankees to be good. Right. Well they just want games that are like twelve to ten. Yes. Games that are like one to nothing. Yes. You know what I mean? And like that's not good for sports reporting because it's like, you know <clears throat> I don't know. I feel like I feel like ESPN especially has just become an extremely lazy, like, like 
with their reporting in general. Just so lazy. Uh -huh. Do you think that's a cost-cutting? Like more article. What's that? Do you think that may be a result of cost-cutting? That they can't, they're not actually spending Maybe. money to actually do any uh, research on things? I think that it's like maybe less cost cutting and more profit capitalizing. I feel like they rightly so know that they're like the biggest game in town and don't really have any competition at their level. Uh huh. So they're uh -huh. just like shitting all over everything. Uh huh. Um, I feel. I feel like ESPN writes more stories with Twitter as a source than like any sort of like interview uh -huh. or when they do reference an interview, it's an interview with some other like newspaper. You yeah. know what I mean? It's yeah, not like I definitely agree with that. It's not like they're calling anybody or like trying anything. It's like they're sitting on Twitter and then they like take a fucking dump on board and shit out <laughs> put it on the internet you know what I mean yes yes um, and I, I honestly <laughs> didn't notice this until you said something but I you know I use Twitter to get my MLB news and most of my Twitter is following local news outlets right I, I do not follow I very rarely get my baseball news from ESPN. I might use them to to research stats quickly on the internet. Right. But other than that, no, I I don't go to ESPN for any of my uh, information. Well, well it's good. You should. Yeah. I yeah. I used to read ESPN all the time, and I don't anymore because right. it's like such garbage. Right. Right. I watch ESPN. Um, right. I just think that that's garbage too, though. Yes. Like, I feel like Sports Center used to be like, I feel like Sports Center, when it came out, was like the best thing that had happened to sports reporting ever. Yeah. yeah. Now, it's the worst. It's the fucking worst. It's boring. Like, it's still, they're still talking about baseball. I mean, football more than anything else. And football yes. season's over. I, oh, Okay. I got a lot of things I want to talk about. I, <laughs> I'm not quite sure which direction to take this conversation in. Uh, well, you know, shit on ESPN. That's what I think you should do. Okay, I'm going to shit on ESPN. We're putting so, them on blast right yeah, now. Yeah, okay, so let's like, do it. Let's do it. Don't let... I, I need to give, I need to give a shout-out to some listeners. I promised some listeners a shout-out, so don't okay. let me forget about that. I forgot yep. to do that at the top of the show. But okay. let me shit on ESPN a little bit. Because yep. I feel like two weekends ago, opening weekend for baseball, uh -huh. might be the greatest long weekend in the American sports calendar. Sure. Right? Because you've got the opening of baseball, and you've got the Final Four, and I know that we, you know, we're not college basketball fans, and we don't right. think the quality of play is good, but it's exciting, you know, and and mixed with opening weekend of baseball. Yeah. Well, my, my I, I bring it up because I feel like the weekend after that might be the worst weekend in sports. Only what? because 
you've got baseball, so it can't be the worst weekend in sports because there's still baseball yeah. happening. But the right. Masters is going on in golf. Oh yeah, and it's like and and shitting on ESPN, ESPN. There is constant wall-to-wall coverage of fucking golf, and I hate it. I hate it so much. They're, and they're talking shit about these guys. Uh, the guy who won, I'm not even going to say his name because I don't know it, and I'm not going to waste my effort looking it up. But the guy who won is somewhat of a dick, I guess. And so all the yeah. golf snobs are talking shit about him because he's somewhat of a dick, even though he won. And they still gave, like, the sixth most airtime to Tiger Woods, who finished way in the back. Because he sucks at golf. Right. And uh, it's also, like, he's too old. Yeah. He's too old and his back doesn't work. Right. I, mean, I think that's the big issue. Um, too much sex degradation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and so so, so let me take a, take a quick break because I'm going to tell this story. Um, yeah. So, so uh, uh, a shout-out to Dan and Ben. So last weekend, I was out on the town drinking uh, with my buddy Mike, who we're trying to get on the podcast at some point. Mike, he's a Cubs fan. He needs to come. I want to talk shit about him, about the Cubs. He was out that night with his buddies, uh, Dan and Ben, who I know. I know who they are. But we've hung out, like, once or twice. And he comes out to meet me, and I see Dan and Ben... And they pull out their phones and open up their iTunes podcast apps and show me that they have subscribed to Dump on the Ump on iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, that made my night. Nothing made me happier. That's the first time I've been out. Also, I'd been drinking. So nothing made me happier because I had also been drinking and it was Friday night. But I got to see these two guys. These two guys who are completely unaffiliated with the Dump on the Up podcast show me hard proof that other people actually listen to the podcast. Other so, than you. Other than me, exactly. <laughs> so, so Dan and Ben, thank you very much for making my night, my weekend, my, my week at least, maybe my month, we'll see. Um, and so my goal, this, this is my new New Year's resolution as of April 11th, 2018. My new goal is to walk into a bar and have an actual, total, complete stranger pull up Dump on the Ump on their iTunes podcast. Yeah. Well, like, you're just sitting at the bar chatting, and then somebody comes up and is like, whoa. Yeah. You know... <laughs> I recognize your voice. Are you that guy from that podcast that I loved? Exactly, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> so so we're not quite there yet, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, keep listening. Tell your friends, tell your family. Like, if you go on a yeah. long car ride, make them listen to our hour and 20 minute long podcast. Oh, let me let me put in a, a another quick advertisement right now. Eli's not with us oh, tonight. Do we have sponsors? No, we should. Oh, 
What did I want those sponsors to be? Oh, I'll, shit. I had some great sponsors once lined up this week. Not really. Like, like joke cool sponsors. Cigarettes? Yeah. <laughs> cool menthol cigarettes. Yeah, nice, nice fresh pack of cools. <laughs> cool with the kit. After every seventh inning stretch, I like to go into the dugout and light up and I get that menti nicotine fix. Oh man, now I kinda want a cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> Advertising works. <laughs> no, Eli, Eli's not here tonight. Uh but he took last week's podcast and cut out all of our trademark pregnant pauses and coughing and uh, posted that on SoundCloud. And I reposted it. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want, instead of an hour and 15 minute long show, a mere, a mere 55 minute long show with 20% less... Sneezing, coughing, and long silent pauses. Uh, that is now available to you. Right. Mm-hmm. For those of you with a go-go lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so check that out. Um, hey, Sam. Yes. You want to talk about your beef of the week? Oh, yeah. We're uh, introducing a new segment this week. It's called the beef of the week. And it all kind of stems out of this article that I read in New York Magazine, which is, I forget what it was called. Uh, oh, I can look that. Yeah, you got that. Yeah. Probably that a shout out since we're referencing it for real. Yeah. That's a good um, article. But anyway, the, the point of this uh, is that this article was really interesting, and it was about um, the, uh, it was about the, uh, fuck. It was about Twitter. Twitter. the NBA, NBA which Twitter. is, as you may know from listening to the podcast, I'm not a huge fan of. Um, <clears throat> but <clears throat> it was about how the NBA, unlike the major leagues or the NFL, really kind of encourages their players to get involved. They kind of like take take the gloves off on Twitter, so to speak, so that they have they can actually post whatever they want, and they're encouraged to, like, uh, play up these beefs in between uh, players or teams or whatever because in this age of reality television, the fans fucking love it. Um, And it's interesting uh, how – it's just kind of interesting how the NBA differs on this uh, to encourage it rather than – other sports teams that just kind of like try to whitewash their interpersonal exchanges and downplay the individual. Yeah. Uh, baseball, especially. Um, so anyway, inspired by this article, uh, we're going to start a segment <laughs> where every week we're going to highlight a beef, not necessarily sports, um, but uh, a beef every week. And this week, the beef of the week is between Yadier Molina and Arizona Diamondbacks manager Tony Lovello. Lovulo? Sure. Lovello? You know that guy? It's my my thing mispronouncing names. Don't steal my thing, Sam. (coughs) Well, you know what? You don't own that, Joe. (laughs) Uh, (coughs) 
beef of the week next week might be you and me, honestly. <laughs> That's going to happen uh, at some point. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so what went down is, and this is like, I love baseball because, you know, every so often uh, you, you get, it's the only kind of sport that involves a brawl. Yeah. You don't get yeah. that at, in football, which is very violent. There's no benches clearing brawl. In basketball, you don't get that. Uh, hockey, you don't get it. But in baseball, every so often, something will happen, and everybody from both teams will run out of the dugout and yeah. shove each other yeah. in the middle of the baseball diamond. And if it gets really bad, pouring out of the 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 bullpen in at the outfield and like getting a scrum in the outfield too. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the great things about baseball. Um, and uh, so, but what you never hear about is a benches clearing brawl, or rarely hear about is a benches clearing brawl between a player and a manager. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> what happened in this is that uh, Tony Luvello, Luvulo, Luviello, came, uh, one of his players was called out on strikes by the umpire. And the manager came storming out. This is the second inning, mind you. Comes storming out of the dugout and starts screaming at the manager. And first of all, the thing you cannot argue is balls and strikes. That's like a thing right. that you can't. That's like automatic ejection. So he gets ejected, oh, but in oh, the, the, uh, in the exchange, he says something to Yadier Molina, who's the catcher for the Cardinals. And he calls him a motherfucker twice. Can you read his way? Is it obvious that he's calling him a motherfucker? No, this is what came out afterwards. Okay. It was that Yadier Molina was like... So, and then Yadier Molina fucking loses his shit. Yeah. And <laughs> interesting, because Yadier Molina at this point is kind of like the elder statesman of baseball. Yeah. He's like universally loved by players and fans and the media. And he's like Cooperstown bound. He's one of the greatest catchers of all time. Plays at a high level every year. Uh, Member of a baseball catching family dynasty. Right. (laughs) Um, And he fucking loses his shit and tries to take a swing at this manager. Has to be restrained by the umpire. Both benches clear, mm-hmm. and there's like a scrum in the middle of the field, and and like Yadier Molina tried to kill this manager. <laughs> After the game, they they both get ejected. I think. After the game, uh, Yadier Molina still steamed, uh, and <clears throat> he is like, you don't get to call somebody. You can't call somebody a motherfucker twice and expect them not to like come at you. That's just not that's not a reasonable thing to expect. Right. And the manager, Tony Luviello, realizes <laughs> that the like court of public opinion is never gonna come down on his favor in this. Because this is Yadier Molina, right. one of the best right. love players in the game right. Right. in the modern era. Right. I don't I don't actually like him, but he is beloved. Yeah. yeah, people love it. Yeah, it's hard not to like. What do you? Why do you not like it? Um, I I kind of like 
just hating on St. Louis Cardinals for no apparent reason. Uh, and so, and, and, you know, I'm sure he's fine. I actually, I, just because I'm an asshole. I was actually, I was trolling, I, this is a different topic, but I was trolling some St. Louis Cardinal fans on Twitter last week, uh, cool. kind, kind of talking shit about uh, Mike Matheny, their manager. Uh-huh. And I was, yep. I was suggesting that Mike Matheny may be a mediocre manager. I said I was I was working yeah. on a theory. I'm not even committed to this <clears throat> position, right? I was just like mediocre, mediocre at best. Yeah, and this Cardinals fan got yep. so pissed at me, and it was hilarious. So I just I just kept coming at him with like petty insults and everything like that. It, I was I was just having fun. I was having fun, but yeah, I like hating on the Cardinals. Cardinal fans, Cardinal fans get uh, defensive in a way that lots of other fan bases don't because right. they are not, you know, they've got the second most championships after the Yankees. Yeah. But they're in the NL, and they're kind of a small market team. And they're in the Midwest. And they're in the Midwest. And <clears throat> recently, you know, the Cubs have been really good. And so the Cubs have kind of supplanted the Cardinals as the powerhouse in the NL Central the last couple of seasons. Right. And they're much easier to love. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. The 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 cubbies with their ivy walls and uh charming uh whatever lineup of what a- <laughs> and Bryant. Charming uh <laughs> whatever. Yeah. They're like baby bear mascot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but let me get back to ejections. Uh, okay. First of all, there was another... Finish my beef here. Oh, yeah, finish your beef. Sorry. Well, anyway, the manager started backpedaling immediately, and after the game, he kind of, like, tried to... He's like, you know what? I probably should have chosen a different word. Uh, he tried to kind of brush it off a little bit. Yeah. And the story didn't go away until he, like... Now it's kind of slowed down a little bit, but he had to like make a real apology. You know uh-huh. what I mean? Uh-huh. And so, where do you stand? Do you think on that this beef? Like, where do you where do you come down? And then, what do you think? Like, what do you think about brawls and retaliation? And like, what is what is a valid retaliation? And like, where does it stop? Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, that's a good, that's a really good question. I would want more information because the manager, what's his name? Lou? Lou. Let's call him Lou. Let's call him Lou. No, yeah, Lou. Let's call him Tone. What should I call him? Tone. Tone. His name's Tony. Tori. His name's Tori. Tori? Tori. I'll call him Tony. Anyway, uh... His his beef was with the ump, wasn't it? Like, his original beef, the reason he was going out was to argue balls and strikes, right? Correct, yes. So he, he was, and he was actually talking to the ump, but he was gesturing at Molina, saying, this motherfucker right here. Is that accurate? I want to say yes, but I'm not sure. Like, it, it seemed to me like... Le- Le, 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 that Tory 
was talking to the ump and mentioning Melita, who was standing right there. So as right. I as I run this through my my mind again, I guess I'm on Melina's side in the sense that if you're gonna call me a motherfucker, at least do it literally to my face. Don't say yep. this motherfucker right here while I'm standing right there while you are ostensibly right. talking to a different person. Right. Like I'm not even there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a freaking double insult. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um so yeah. Uh really maybe my beef is with the ump though. Um uh, as I'm reading about this. That's me. Yeah. The Diamondbacks issues with home plate umpire Tim Tim Timmins. Man, that's an unfortunate name. Tim Tim Timmins. Started with the first at-bat of the game. David Peralta took a full-count pitch he believed to be low, thinking he had drawn a walk, tossed his bat aside. Timmins informed him otherwise. I have a different theory about that. I'll get back to that. Uh, mm -hmm. Same call. So he keeps calling Diamondbacks out when they think they should get a walk. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So really, it's the umpire's fault. Uh, it, uh, what I was going to say, just as an aside, if I was a batter, I would actually... I, I know that they start walking to try to... When they think they've got ball four, and they start walking, trying kind of to influence the ump, you know? Yep. But I honestly think there's a reverse psychology that when they do that on a close call, they're more likely to piss the ump off, and then the ump's going to call them out just out of spite. I think that the ump doesn't wait to see what the batter is going to do. Yeah. You know, I, I, I agree with you, but I don't think that it's like a situation in which the umpire is like waiting to... Uh, so like it's just waiting for the waiting for the it's like oh that was gonna call that a ball but this prick started yeah, walking yeah. so now I'm gonna like that's a that's like a lot of thought process to go through the head in like a split second you know that's true but umps are petty people petty petty people yeah they're small small, small angry little men, angry little men. <laughs> uh, said Molina he called me a motherfucker twice you can't allow that. I hope that MLB sees this and hope they can find this guy. That's, yeah, because you cannot allow that. You can't talk to a player like that or an umpire. You can't talk to anybody like that. you got to be a professional. I agree with that. I think it's funny that Le 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 that Tory is calling it a poor choice of words. You know, right. whatever. Oh, I called him a motherfucker. I, I wish I'd... Twice. Twice, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I guess I'm on Molina's side here. Um, but really, the ump needs to be fucking better. Um, okay, but do you think that the Cardinals now have to throw at one of the batters of the Diamondbacks? No, just because I think that's a fucking stupid tradition. Like, that's the, the worst tradition in baseball. Don't throw it. I don't it. like it. You like it? I, cause yeah. It's so dumb. Just... You're giving up a base. It's petty. It's petty is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta send a message. Yeah, gotta send a message. I hate that. I hate that so much. Just play the game. Plus, you're giving up a base. You don't want to give up a base. That's how yeah, you win baseball games. It's like, 
a lot of baseball is posturing, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just like, it's posturing. It's like your choice of warm-up song. It's like, pump yourself up, get into the head of the opposing pitcher, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like all posturing. Yeah, yeah. I would probably have Queen as my walk-up song, like Fat Bottom Girls or something like that. I think that'd be a good walk-up song. Yeah. I just had that thought. Um, that song really pumps you up. <laughs> <laughs> And the other thing, though, I mean, the Diamondbacks and the Cardinals. Here's the other thing is that the Diamondbacks and the Cardinals aren't rivals. Like, I'd get pumped if it were Cardinals-Cubs or Yankees-Red Sox. That's about it. Maybe Giants-Dodgers. So the Red Sox and the entire AL East, though. Yeah, yeah. At at least someone in your division. I mean, how many times are the Cardinals and the Diamondbacks going to play each other? Like, two series? Three series? Oh, did they play each other in the playoffs last year? Oh, no, the Cardinals didn't make the yeah, playoffs Cardinals last didn't make, year. Yeah. Um, and the Cardinals are 5-7. and seven. They're under 500. They can't, maybe, they, maybe they do need to throw at a guy just to get their bats going. I don't know. They, they're right. in fourth in their division. Meanwhile, Arizona's in first place by, uh, by three and a half games in the NL West. Wow. Yeah, the Dodgers suck this year. Yeah, Dodgers are four and six right now. Just the only team they're better than is the uh, Milwaukee, I mean San Diego Padres. Right. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. All right. I like it. I like your beef of the week. Um, okay. Manager ejections. So, did you, kind of going off of this, did you see. Uh, Anthony Rendon get ejected for uh, the Washington Nationals? No. He, it's the same thing. He thought he got a walk. The ump called it a strike. And what Rendon did, he, um, all he did, I watched it on, it wasn't on Sports Center. I think I was watching MLB TV. He, so I didn't watch it live. I was just watching the highlights. But he kind of flipped his bat and kind of gave the ump a dirty look. But that was it. He didn't talk to umpire oh. Marty Foster. Umpire Marty Foster. He didn't talk to him. He didn't open his mouth. The ump ejected him immediately. It was ridiculous. And then, uh, Nationals manager Dave Martinez came out. And this is the Washington Post. Uh, rookie skipper got his first ejection in an MLB game. Arguing with the ump. Uh, so Foster ejected Martinez, and then Martinez, Martinez yanked off his cap, threw it on the ground, and started kicking dirt on home plate. Love which it. is like the best thing ever. I love it. That's the Lou Pinella move right yes, there. Yes. I loved it so much. I was like, do it. When was the last time a mi- because of uh, instant uh, not in, uh, replay, I feel like umpires, uh, managers can't get that angry anymore because they just call, uh, I want a replay about the call. Right. But this guy actually got to come out, yell at the umpire, and kick dirt on home plate. Let's yeah. get more of that. I want that, I want that tradition back. I am, I, I do not care for the so-called tradition of throwing balls at guys' heads. No, no, okay. you're not, you don't throw it at their head. You just, you just right. beat them. Throw, throw 
Kill him right in the ribs. Right in the ribs. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, but I want more kicking dirt on each other, on, on, on home plate, on the bases, on the umpire. More dirt. Right. More dirt. Um, yeah. When you get kicked out of a game, you should not go gracefully. No. No. Do yeah. not go gracefully. Yeah. Right. That is like rule number. That's like manager school 101. If you get kicked out of the game, you have to throw a tantrum like a spoiled two-year-old who got into the pixie sticks. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Like you have to lay on the ground and like pull grass up and throw it in the air. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not running down your face and yes. like all of the veins in your neck to be like extremely like visible. <laughs> the best is that minor league guy from a couple years ago who stole the base and then threw imaginary hand grenades and was like military commando crawling through the outfield. Uh, do you remember that? Yeah. No. That's that guy's. That guy is on the fast track to a managership. Yeah, good, good. Probably. Yeah. Um, after he got ejected, actually after the game, Rendon said something I agree with, where that he was talking about, you know, the umpires don't get any kind of punishment for making bad calls. Right. And his point was, hey, if I start sucking, if I start striking out, if I stop doing my job well... I get kicked down to the minor leagues. Right. And there's no there are no fines for umpires. There's no, you know, uh, you get relegated to AAA umpiring or something like that. Right. Like, there needs to be some accountability and some consequences for umpires who fucking suck at their jobs. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I agree with Rendon, and I think most of America would agree with Rendon. I think that every time they miss a call, they should get kicked in the balls. <laughs> By whom? By just some fan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be good. Like, on TV, though. <laughs> like, the guy in New York has to, like, there has to be an objective person who's like, well, you missed that, you fucked that one up, bro. Like, that was a ball. And then, boom, right in the crotch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. All right, um, we got about five minutes left. The Red Sox have closed its top of the six. Uh, the lead is now 8-6 for the Yankees. J.D. Martinez hit a grand slam. Nice, nice. Back-to-back -back nights with the grand slam for the Red Sox. Nice, that's excellent. Yep. Uh, the Twins are atop the AL Central. White Sox finally won a game today. Breaking a route they had lost seven out of eight. They finally won tonight against the Rays, so. Hooray, nice. go oh, White man, Sox. Rays. They suck. Yeah, the Rays really suck. <laughs> um, the Angels are half a game ahead of Houston right now in the AL West. Angels are nine and three. Houston's nine and four. Um, our boy, our boy Shohei Otani. He's 2-0 with an EOA of 2.08. He's got 18 strikeouts to two walks. Uh, and then he's batting 368 with an OPS of 
1,242, three home Damn. runs, seven RBIs, four strikeouts. He's got three home runs to four strikeouts in 19 at-bats. So, uh, yeah, this guy might be for fucking for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, everyone who's listened to this podcast knows that we're pretty high on Shohei Otani. Yeah. <laughs> Small sample size. I, granted, small sample size. Right. This guy. But he's young. He's like twenty three. Yeah, yeah. He's twenty three. That's right. Yeah. And killing it. Yeah. Um, uh, so, what do you want to go off on? What? 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 Uh, I'm trying to think. What would I want to talk about? How? I mean, I don't know. Maybe we want to spend a little more time on this some other time. But this past weekend, there were three games. That had an attendance of under eight thousand people, or oh, under nine thousand people, or something. Uh-huh. Well, and was, two of them, one of them was Cleveland. Uh, wasn't it which, snowing and cold? Though? It was shit weather, but yeah. they're still like a top five favorite to win the World Series this year. Right. Um, and it's not like I mean, there's shitty weather in Cleveland all the time. I feel like yeah. They, yeah. Should be a little tougher, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just snowing at Fenway, and they're still selling out, you know. Right. right. But the other one was in Baltimore, uh, and Baltimore has had a really hard time with getting like butts in seats That's for years. Uh-huh. Um, especially like as the season goes on, usually even if they're competitive, people stop going to the ballpark. Uh-huh. And then. But and this is the this is the kicker. This was the Marlins playing Kansas City. I think did that something. actually happen? We joked no, no, about that. That's true. That was what we were talking about. It was the Marlins were playing somebody at home in Miami, uh-huh. and they had an attendance of seven thousand people. Ouch! Ouch! Um, and it was eighty-five sunny. It was say that again. Eighty-five and sunny. Yeah, uh, Marlins play in a dome, don't they? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they do. But I mean, whatever. There's like no weather concern. The other two games were like shit weather. Yeah. So yeah, here's that's like yeah, that's like the fans hate the Marlins. They're like on a hunger strike. The Marlins fucking suck. Uh, yeah. The Marlins. Derek Jeter sucks. Derek Jeter fucking sucks. Yeah, Marlins drew the lowest number of fans for a regularly scheduled game this decade, six thousand five hundred sixteen, lowest attendance since they moved into their current park six years ago. Wow, wow, wow. Um, okay. Embarrassing. That's like you get more at spring training games. Yeah, yeah. So, what's your plan? What's your plan to get people to go to Miami Marlins games? I don't know. Free I'm, beer? I, I, I'm firing Derek Jeter. I am uh, Vince McMahon. I buy the Miami Marlins. I fire Derek Jeter, and I hire you. What's your yeah. plan to get butts in the seats to Miami Marlins games? Well, first of all, you fired Derek Jeter. Yes. Right? Yes. Uh, and you publicly humiliate him on Twitter all the time. Wait, did I publicly humiliate him at a Marlins game? Can I make him, like, walk around the bases wearing just a barrel 
like a homeless yeah, person like from a, the 1920s. Now, well, maybe you have a Derek Jeter mascot. <laughs> there you go. Just like the, it's like a mascot, but then the Marlin fish beats him up every game. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I love it. So you could get you could get the uh, the Miami Marlin fish, which I don't know if that exists, but we'll make it exist. Um, right. Derek Jeter and who's your third? You need someone, some other villain. Um, Fidel Castro, well, Fidel Castro, and yeah, they, or like the ghost of George Steinbrenner, yeah, who's like walking the Derek Jeter mascot around on a leash. You there know what you I mean? Go. <laughs> okay, so that's good. So what's your what's phase two of you playing? Well, phase two. I mean, I think that like, <clears throat> I think that the problem that the Marlins are having is that they just have a really unlikable ownership. Yeah. Um, because, you know, they were doing pretty good for a while. They built that new stadium. They had that one billionaire who owned them and was, like, doing kind of a Mark Cuban thing. And there was, like, people going to games. And they just couldn't win. Um, but <clears throat> I don't know, man. I feel like the – I feel like sports team – I feel like there's, like, a lot of tech companies out there, right? Like yeah. the – yeah, uh, Elon Musk, Tesla, like they have this kind of like charismatic, crazy genius at the helm. Uh-huh. And like Tesla's never fucking made money. All of his companies hemorrhage money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yet people love them. So like if you're going to have a t- if your plan is to have a team that's going to fucking be terrible for years, like you buy a team and you like cut them like just make them suck. You need to have a kind of figurehead that people can get behind. Right. You know what I mean? Right. right. Like uh, Mark Cuban is a really good example in sports of that. You right. know? Right. Yeah. Uh, um, and you like make the story not be about because the problem is is that like the narrative on the Marlins is that they are fucking terrible. And everybody hates Derek Jeter, and no one wants to go see the games. Right. That's like, not the narrative you want for your team. That's not the narrative that you want. You want to, like, take control of that narrative and be like, Vince McMahon yeah. is, like, choke slamming people in his office. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes. Derek Jeter needs a fucking scandal that's going to, like, dominate the media and make people, like, hate him less, you know? Right. Well, they should never hate him less because he's a terrible person. But your point remains valid. Huh. What if, I mean, what if Elon Musk literally bought the Miami Marlins and then every seventh inning stretch you got to see some new robo-technology that's going to, you know, take over the world and take all of our jobs? Right. So instead of a seventh inning stretch, you had a glimpse into the future of mankind. Right. Well, I mean, that's the thing, though, about Elon Musk, right, is that he just tells people that he's going to take them into the future. But he doesn't. (laughs) At a certain point, people are going to realize that he's just like a giant con man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. That that guy's a billionaire and has never made a cent in his entire life. Uh-huh. Yeah. I got I'm, this great car company. I make these amazing cars and it like is just hemorrhaging money and people just like keep investing in this shit because <laughs> of like 
his rhetoric. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, I mean, that's what the moral, I mean, that's like, you know, Mark Cuban knows that. Yeah. Like he is, you know, the Mavericks sucked for a while and he was on the sidelines every game, like throwing chairs and shit. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes. Wearing a jersey and like, I think that guy's a huge prick, but say what you want about him. Like that guy knows how to like, run that guy knows how to build a team and keep interest you know yes um yeah let's let's cut cut this short because i i've got a pity i agree with what you're saying about mark cuban i think we would have a very different opinion of him if he hadn't won that one championship in in i think it was 2000 yeah, 2010 against against Miami and LeBron, um, and he didn't win the championship. The players won the championship. He was right. the owner of the players who won. But he like kept. In, the point is, is that he yeah. kept fan interest. That's he a good kept point. Media yeah, interest. even he, like, when Dallas narrative of his own team when it could have been the Mavericks suck. Yeah, and you know. They're not going to be good next year either, and it was like instead it was like Mark Cuban got ejected from the game again for like flipping and like fined a hundred thousand dollars for like you know accosting the ref or yeah. something. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and the the other thing is you've got to give fans a reason to hope, right? I think I think what's terrible about Miami's situation right now is. We suck, and we have no plan to get better. Because no, I don't think you do. I think you need to give fans a reason to be entertained. Okay. Like you need a, you know, you need a superstar, or you need, like, yeah. fuck, you know, the first LeBron's first Cleveland tenure, right? They were terrible. Yeah. And people came to see him play. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, cool. Uh, all right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. Sam, do you got anything else you need to say before we sign off? I think we've covered, covered a lot of things today. Fuck Derek Jeter. Fuck the Marlins. They're never going to be good. And Derek Jeter needs to be beaten by a giant fish. <laughs> yes, two giant fish. Just do two the beat fish. down. WWE's dial. <laughs> yeah, Miami, move. Move the Marlins back to Montreal. Yeah. Move the Marlins back to Montreal. That's... Yeah, Montreal Marlins? The Montreal Marlins. little alliteration? Yes, I think we've got something brewing here. I love right. it. Like the LA Lakers. There's no lakes there. There are no lakes in Los Angeles. They're all in Minnesota, but you know what? The Lakers huh. win fucking basketball games. Right. Or, Do they? I don't know. Uh, not this year. They, but, you know. <laughs> there you go. They win championships. <clears throat> All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. This has been Dump on the Ump. My name is Joel. Sam, tell him your name. My name is Sam. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Find us on Twitter at Dump on the Ump. Find us on Facebook. 
Find us on iTunes. The name of the podcast is Dub on the Ump. Find us on WordPress, dubontheump.wordpress.com. Listen to us on SoundCloud. Uh, just Google search Dump on the Ump. It'll come up. Thank you for listening. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night and a pleasant tomorrow. And fuck the Yankees, too. Fuck the Yankees. God, I hate the Yankees. This music video is terrifying. Oh, you see that?